Welcome to the Magnify Your Miracles podcast. Get ready to be inspired, uplifted, and connected to the miraculous energy of unconditional love that I call Mother Mary. If you're a highly sensitive, highly creative entrepreneur or light worker, and you want to magnify your impact and your intuition, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Reverend Francis Faden, interfaith minister, intuitive coach, and author of Meditation is Friendship with God. I can't wait to share miraculous stories, books, meditations, messages, and interviews with other miraculous lightworkers just like you. Are you ready to magnify your miracles? What are we waiting for? Let's get started. Hello, my miraculous friend, and welcome to another episode of the Magnify Your Miracles podcast. This is Reverend Francis Faden, and I am so grateful to get to spend this time with you, helping you to magnify your miracles. Today, I'm going to be sharing a book that is just a treasure trove of information, of inspiration, of insight. You could spend your life studying this book called Animal Speak by Ted Andrews. I'm sure many of you have heard of this book, but if you haven't, I'm so excited to share it with you because this, talk about living a miraculous life and having some miraculous experiences, this book will show you and teach you how to do exactly that. But before we go into all of that, let's just take a moment, take a few deep breaths together. Just getting ourselves grounded and centered. If you're driving, please keep your eyes on the road, but you can always bring your awareness to your breath. Breathing in the energy of expansion, breathing out anything you no longer need. And knowing that whatever you need to hear today to help you take one more step on your journey and support you magnifying your miracles and creating this miraculous life experience, going to be exactly what you hear today. Let's take one more deep breath together in gratitude. and We can begin. All right, my friend. Well, welcome once again. And I love, love, love sharing books with you. I feel like books are my friends. And this is a friend that I've had for a long time. This book Animal Speak by Ted Andrews, who is now, I believe, the late Ted Andrews. It is one of the most helpful books if you're wanting to learn the language of spirit, if you're wanting to be more connected with nature, if you're wanting to understand how your soul communicates with you and how connected you are with the animal kingdom. This is the book that should be in your library. It should be in everybody's library. It is amazing and it's something that will you will use over and over and over again. So before I get into the actual book, I just wanted to share um, a couple of animal stories with you and my understanding of the animal world and how spirit speaks to us through animals. So if you remember, in last week's episode, I shared with you about receiving messages from the other side and that I have recently let myself admit that I do get messages from people that have crossed over, not just the beautiful beings like Mother Mary and Yogananda and other high, high energy beings, but also loved ones. And 
I mentioned that if you have a channeling session with me, you could even have, you know, your beloved pet connect with you. Well, I wanted to share with you um, two animal stories specifically, and then I'm going to tell you a little bit about this book, and I think it'll inspire you to get this book. So my first understanding of how we're all connected and connecting with the energy of the other side and connecting with animals, I got this book and I started studying this book. And I would see, you know, animals would catch my attention. I'd be going about my business and a hawk would cross my path. And I I always took that as a message from Archangel Michael. For me personally, it might be a different message messenger for you. But that was about as far as it went. And I didn't really understand any more than that. Well, when I was thinking last week and I was sharing with you some stories about experiences I've had, one of the things I said is that I didn't really want to have this gift of being able to connect with the other side, but it really has always been there ever since I've been doing any kind of healing work. It's always been there. Well, I had an experience. I would say my experience was in 1999, right before one of my really good friends passed away, my beloved cat passed away. And this was right before I moved to California. So my really good friend passed away in October of 99 And about four or five weeks later, my cat passed away. And it was interesting because I didn't cry. I didn't let myself cry is what I should say. As much when my friend passed, I knew she was going to pass. It was was kind of a year-long process, and I grieved a lot before she actually passed. But when my cat passed away, it it was unexpected. It happened relatively quickly, and I was inconsolable. I was so sad and I cried so much and I missed her so much. And I was in the process of getting ready to move to California and I had done something interesting. I was, um, you know, I I knew I was going to be moving over the, over this, since about June, I knew I was going to be moving. We ended up actually moving in December. So I started doing some little things like placing an ad in the local natural living magazine or whatever it was that said that I was doing intuitive healing back at the time. It was this little tiny, tiny ad. It wasn't, didn't have my picture, nothing. It just was like intuitive healing. And I had a, I think I gave myself a California cell phone number or something at the time. And I did that back like in September, October, forgot about it. Well, I was again, really upset and inconsolable because my beloved cat had passed. And I think that she passed on a Friday. And on Saturday, I was supposed to go to this event that I decided not to go to because I didn't want to be around people because I was too sad. And Saturday night, less than 24 hours or so after my cat had crossed over, I get a phone call from somebody in California asking me if I would do a reading on her cat. I was like, what? I didn't advertise that I did animal readings at the time. And I was like, uh, okay, well, I'll try and I'll see. So I did what I always do, which is I was reading the cat's energy and the cat, I felt like had an inner ear problem. And I told the lady and she took her cat to the doctor and that's exactly what it was. And, and that was great. I was glad I could help her. But that was my first experience of recognizing that my cat who had crossed over was letting me know, A, she was okay, and B, she was saying to me, Mom, 
keep going. There's, there's new life for you out here in California and you have many, many gifts to share. Now, at the time, I just took that as a sign for my cat. And I was like, oh, that's so sweet. My cat's reaching out to me and, you know, talking me through this person. But what I've come to see since then is that animals, even on the other side, are part of our team. They're part of our team. They're part of our team when we're here. And they're part of our team when we're connecting with the other side. So as I had shared last week about, you know, starting to connect with the other side and people that have crossed over, I've been trying to connect with my mom who crossed over a long time ago, going on, it's over 20, 25 years since my mom crossed over. I didn't have a close, close relationship with my mom, but I love my mom and I, I definitely miss her. And um, right around this time that I started feeling like, hmm, I think something's going on with connecting with people on this side, I started seeing frogs. So I started having a frog show up. Now, I live somewhere where we don't have a lot of frogs. I hear them sometimes. But I came out of my car, and there on the sidewalk was a frog. It's like, hey, frog, what are you doing? Significant, because I don't always see them. When you see an animal every day, like a squirrel or something like that, sometimes it's not as significant. I always say to people that are wanting to learn from me, pay attention to the things that capture your attention those are the things that are the signs. If you see a bird and you don't think anything of it, it's probably not a sign. But if you see a bird and it catches your attention, and you're like, oh, that's a cardinal or that's a hummingbird or, and you notice it, that's usually where there's a sign for you. So I started seeing this frog. I went out to the river on Mother Mary's birthday in September and I went to go do a little ritual in the water and there was a frog. And then I... um I had a dream about a frog and I forget now what the, what was happening in the frog with the, with the frog in the dream, but I had this dream about a frog. And then I woke up and my day started and I, this is, so that's the third time I'm having an encounter with a frog this time it's in a dream. And then I open up my Facebook and the first thing in my Facebook feed is a Facebook memory from six years ago of a picture I took of a frog. Oh my goodness. So I was like, all right, I got to look this up. And so I looked up the frog energy and what I found is a frog. Now frogs can have a lot of meanings, but the frog message for me was, it was about if the frog shows up for you, it said the frog belongs to a group of people who are able to receive messages from the other side. (laughs) I was like, oh my God, oh my God. That's amazing. So I said, okay, this is all connected. This is all connected. So I needed to share this book with you because if you're interested in connecting with uh, getting messages, getting downloads, some people call them downloads, I call them messages, seeing signs, this book is really, really, really going to help you. And one of the things that's so great about this book is it's not going to tell you this means this. What it's going to tell you is These are the characteristics of this animal. This is the behavior of this animal. These are some of the things that are common for this animal. This is the time of year that you might see this animal. And so if an animal is crossing your path, think about these things. So what's great about it is you can develop your own meaning for what they are rather than me or somebody else telling you a hawk means this, a great blue heron means this, a frog means that. It's not, that's not this. This is letting you 
It's inviting you to connect back in with your connection with the natural world and finding out for you what are these beings saying to us. So just on the very, very first page, I love this quote. And this is from Chief Dan George. It says, if you talk to the animals, they will talk with you and you will know each other. If you do not talk to them, you will not know them. And what you do not know, you will fear. What one fears, one destroys. And I think that's such a, an important quote for the world we live in right now. Okay, so in the introduction, in the very beginning, on the very bottom of the page, the last paragraph, it says, today it is not uncommon to hear people speak of trying to get back to nature, to get in touch with the earth once more. The truth is we have never been out of touch. We are always connected to the earth and it to us. Everything we do repercusses upon it and everything within it repercusses on us. Unfortunately, most people choose to ignore it or are unable to recognize it. The, sp the saddest part is that when we fail to reverence any aspect of nature or our intimate connection to it, we are failing to reverence intimate aspects of our own self. It's so important. Everything that we see outside of us is, is really happening inside of us as well. He says here on, the, on uh, page 10 of the um, introduction, I am part of the natural world. As part of it, I have a responsibility to know as much about the environment in which I am living. The more I understand it, the more I understand myself. Write that down. The more I understand it, the more I understand myself. I have made a point of trying to understand my environment and all life, human and animal, within it. To some, this may make me an amateur naturalist, but I am simply trying to speak the language of life. Ugh. He says, if you were to move to a foreign country, you would have to learn the language of that country to survive and be productive. The more you understood the intricacies of that language, its dialects and uses, the more effective you would become with your, within your life. The easier it becomes for you to survive and grow. The natural world is part of your environment and your life. And if you truly wish to become productive and creative within your world, you will need to learn some of its languages. And the easiest and most enjoyable is to learn animals speak. There are many myths of a magical time and place in which there were no boundaries between humans and animals. Humans were at peace with the animals and spoke their language. It reflected a time of mingling between divine and human. Wild and tame had no meaning. Animals and humans could speak together, sometimes humans learning the animal tongue and sometimes animals learning the human tongue. In our quest for the scientific and rational, we have come to look at nature and its elements as objects, separate from us and simply to be studied. For many, the scientific approach to nature has destroyed the mysticism and spirituality surrounding it. It has burst its bubble of mystery. Nothing could be further from the truth. What science uncovers about nature should amaze us and fill us with even greater wonder at the magnificent expression of life in all its varied forms. It should teach us how intricately every aspect of nature is woven into our own existences. The animal world has much to teach us. Some animals are experts at survival and adaptation. There are times when we could use those same skills. Some animals never get a cancerous condition. 
Wouldn't it be wonderful to learn their secrets? Some are great nurturers and protectors. Some have great fertility and others have great gentleness. Some embody strength and courage while others can teach playfulness. The animal world shows us the potentials we can unfold, but to learn from them, we must first learn to speak with them. Animals have often been attributed with fantastic qualities, and if nothing else, this attribution helps us to appreciate the natural world more fully. Every animal is a gateway to the phenomenal world of the human spirit. What most fail to realize, though, is that what they think of animals reflects the way they think of themselves. When we learn to speak with the animals, to listen with animal ears, and to see through animal eyes, we experience the phenomena, the power, and the potential of the human essence. And it is then that the animals are no longer our subordinates. They become our teachers, our friends, and our companions. They show us the true majesty of life itself. They restore our forgotten childlike wonder at the world, and they reawaken our lost belief in magic, dreams, and possibilities. And I will add in there, and miracles. I think this whole idea is miraculous. So what you can do, I highly recommend that you get this book. I'm going to put a link in the show notes so that you can easily find it. You can let this book teach you the way that it wants to teach you. You can start at the beginning and go to the end. You can do what I do, which is whenever I come across a critter that is catching my attention, or maybe there's one like the frog who catches it over and over and over. It's not just a random sighting. I'll go and I'll look it up and then I'll journal about it and I'll meditate on it and I'll ask for more signs and ask for deeper understanding. That's what I do. Another thing you can do, which I've talked about before, is you can open this book randomly and you can see which animal is wanting to speak to you today. And you know what? I think I'm going to do that for us. So even if you're not in a place where you have a lot of access to nature, as you know, back in the day when I lived in New York, I didn't have a lot of access to nature. You can just open the book and connect that way. So I'm going to do that. I'm just going to randomly open this book and I'm going to ask this book. I'm going to ask the nature kingdom. And Mother Nature, Mother Earth, what animal wants to come up with a message for my miraculous friend who is listening to the Magnify Your Miracles podcast? (laughs) You can't make this up, you guys. I got the owl. That is so funny. I got the owl. The owl, the mystery of magic, omens, silent wisdom, wisdom, and vision in the night. That is too funny. The page before it is the ostrich. It would have been funny if I had gotten the ostrich. (laughs) Well, I'm not going to read this whole thing because it is uh, several, several pages. Yeah, it's like uh, eight pages. So I'm not going to read that to you. Let me take a look at it. So this is what it says on page 172. No bird has as much myth and mystery surrounding it than the owl. Most perceptions of it are are confused. It is not unusual to get contrary opinions of the owl. It has an ancient aura of mystery about it. Part of this is because it is a nocturnal bird and nighttime has always seemed mysterious to humans. The owl is a symbol of the feminine, the moon and the night. It has been called a cat with wings. It has been worshipped as an idol and hated as a reincarnation of the devil. It has been believed to have great healing powers both in North America and on other continents. Because of its association with the moon, it has ties to fertility and seduction, for the moon is the arouser of men and owls. 
The owl is the bird of magic and darkness, of prophecy and wisdom. To the ancient Greeks, the owl was associated with the goddess Athena, and it was a symbol of higher wisdom. It was the guardian of the Acropolis to early Christian Gnostics. It is associated with Lilith, the first wife of Adam, who refused to be submissive to him. To the Pawnee, it was a symbol of protection. To the Pueblo, it's associated with the skeleton man, the god of death, but who was also a spirit of fertility. Owl medicine, this is a quote, owl medicine is symbolically associated with clairvoyance, astral projection, and magic. So let me take a look and see if I can pick out a message for you. It's talking about being able to see in the dark. So if you're listening to this episode, one who works with owl medicine, which is you and me, one who works with owl medicine will be able to see and hear what others try to hide. You will hear what is not being said and you will see what is hidden or in the shadows. You can detect and pinpoint the subtleties. This can make others uncomfortable because they will not be able to deceive you about their motives or actions. Owl people have a unique ability to see into the darkness of others' souls and life. That can be scary to some people. The vision and hearing capabilities has metaphysical links to the the gifts of clairvoyance and clairaudience as well. So you see, my friends, uh, this is giving us a message. And for me personally, having just told you what I'm going through with connecting with the other side, more specifically, this is a validation for me. This is a validation about the work that I'm doing with my mentoring clients and also just kind of the work that I'm doing um, and how I can start working with this owl energy. So I am going to take a look at this owl and I'm going to study it a little bit more and wonder what the owl medicine is. And I encourage you to take a look and see what message the owl has. There's pages and pages here about how they are opportunistic. They, they are able to make opportunities um, and see things where other people can't see them. They talk about the power of their voice and all these things. So there are many, many things to learn here about uh, an owl. And again, that's page 172 if you want to look it up. But I would love to hear your adventures. Do you have any animal stories? Honestly, I don't know anyone that doesn't have an animal story, whether it's about your dog or your cat or your bird or your bunny, or maybe uh, you had horses when you were young or you grew up in a farm situation, or maybe you see cardinals. I have clients of mine who, when their loved ones cross over, they see cardinals a lot of times, and that's a sign for them from their mom or their dad saying hello. Um, we can have animals, you know, building a nest outside our house and you know, becoming part of our, our family homestead kind of energy. And what does that mean? And maybe you spot a deer. To me, deers always represent divine mother or butterflies. They're always speaking to us. So I highly encourage you to welcome them and to invite nature to talk to you and to commune with you and see what happens. It's not really any different than inviting the angels to work with you, except the animals are already here. And you don't have to be clairvoyant to see them. You can just communicate with them. Ask them for messages. Invite them to dance with you and to start learning the language of life. I love, love, love that. 
Oh, my friend, so grateful to spend this time with you. If you enjoyed this episode, I would so appreciate it if you could share it with anybody else that you know that might love this book, anybody else that might want to learn more about the animal kingdom and how to, how to communicate with nature and how to understand ourselves by understanding nature. Share it with your friends, share it with your family. If you want to share the episode on social media, that would be awesome as well. I'm so grateful. And for those who, who have been doing that, thank you. I'm so, so grateful. So happy. Makes me so happy when this work gets out and reaches a lot of people. My goal is to have it bless millions of people around the world with uplifting stories and inspiration to help people really magnify their miracles. And you are a channel of that. You're helping that to happen. So thank you so much. Remember, my friend, one of the first keys to magnifying your miracles is to remember your miracle is already here. Absolutely. God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Magnify Your Miracles podcast. I'm so grateful to be able to spend this time with you. If you want even more inspiration, feel free to visit my website, francisfaden.com or magnifyyourmiracles.com. And if you did enjoy this episode, I would really appreciate it if you left a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever it is that you connect with awesome podcasts. Remember, the key to magnifying your miracles is remembering that your miracle is already here.